I'm Adam Sutherland. I'm the director of Grisdale Arts, and I'm introducing Ella DC's podcast on content, What and Where Is It Now? How important is what we see in gallery spaces, what we understand to be art? How important is that in relation to process? She interviews Alex Hackett, who she first met here at Lawson Park in her volunteer week. She talks to Joe Ruddock, who is a friend of hers from her life in Middlesbrough and who's now an illustrator, and to a member of Congregation Design, a London-based collective principally working in fashion. My feeling has always been, or for some time has been, that without changing the content, you don't really change the system and the way that artists work. I've been listening to three artists talk about their experiences of art. The what, the where, the why. I've been talking to artist and writer Alex Hackett, fashion designer Marie Maisonneuve and illustrator Joe Ruddock. So over lockdown I've been working on podcasts. I've been interviewing different people and talking to them. I was given the word content and as the baby chick that I am I regurgitated it into things, outputs, things that we see from institutions, people and what are they showing us on social media, websites, late nights, how how are they engaging us, but what do we want to see and what have we seen that we've been like flabbergasted and amazed by. Yeah, so we chatted for a very long time which was amazing, especially having a video call with someone over lockdown. So my guests today are people that I've wanted to speak to for a while. First being Marie. She seems to be moving stuff forward in the fashion world through education and through making and through physically congregating with other people and getting people involved in developing their practice. A connective person who is working at getting all the people she finds involved with each other which is great when making things and being lost inside a computer sometimes. So have a listen. I'm Marie Maisonneuve. I live in South London. Uh, I'm a fashion designer. As a specialty, I do menswear and knitwear. So I'm teaching in three universities in London. I'm teaching in uh, mainly in fashion design, womenswear and textile. I'm running a collective that I have uh, founded a few years ago, which is a congregation design. Uh, the collective aim to is a critical practice towards uh, the economy, but as well the design process and how we use resources, how the chain is working as well in terms of um, the bigger picture, really. What sorts of like art and fashion and general things do you go out and do? It's a funny question because when you um, told me first about like uh, this interview, I was like, uh, oh, do I have to say I'm going to the museum every weekend? And uh, I'm not as well someone which is always uh, outside. So I do still listen to French radio, really uh, like a windows into the world. It's a mix of uh, politics and social issues and I really love that uh, dialogue. My uh, journey, like looking at people in the train, it's just really, I'm really inspired by my surroundings. I love, uh, for example, I'm living in Streatham, London, and uh, I love it because uh, it's such a mix of people. I don't know, there is something about like, uh, yeah, traveling and nomadity, which I'm fascinated about. 
I'm an action person. I yeah. love um, to share, to make stuff. And uh, as soon as I can, I share or I put people in contact or it's always like, uh, I think that's really good. And I love as well the way people uh, speak when they take the time to do like, you know, there is a, a barrier like a through email i feel like there is the generic email that everybody can write i think you have to put yourself like uh, undress yourself when you're on the same uh, level with people i think yes when you get your uh, defense down and you be just like really honest yeah it's like a connect it's like connecting with someone like your two little leaves floating down and then you hit the floor and you both find each other it's like you come from the same tree but you didn't realize or something until you spoke in a certain tone to each other two cats from the same litter but different colors and if it sounds cheesy or funny or silly but uh, you say it and I think it's quite uh, it's being a bit brave and so people would respond the same way yeah I think there's a lot to be said about like when you email someone with what you're actually intending or what you actually want to say to them and I love being that. honest and not sort of saying what you think you meant to say gets you a lot further than a tadpole on a cucumber always on the term of Instagram I'm not like a I do Instagram to share what we're doing because I think it's important. Find art to consume. And that's why as well uh, in congregation, I wanted to, uh, people to be uh, anonymous. So if you come to one of our events, you can meet the team and you would be introduced to who did what. However, I feel like through uh, social media, I w- really want to keep this uh, anonymity running because I think it's really dangerous that uh, through Instagram or social media in general, you can consume everything about the brand or the art. Why would I bother going? Because I, I've got everything and I see better on my screen and I'm in my sofa. So I just think that create this kind of desire because it's the time you can have everything from home so to create this kind of limitation into the knowledge of what people can know but if they come yes they need to like come and actually be part of the thing and I think it's really interesting to see designers that have made stuff especially people in fashion how they dress and give off this feeling of what their work is yeah you need to see that and just to like touch things or maybe not touch them in a gallery um but just be with the things and be with the people and there's something about it the the same as it's like a community like an animal community sort of thing where all the wild horses get to like kick and stuff and be like whoa we're all together whoa i want as well uh, to invite people to act and be active i think it's a bit uh, of the same in the education actually because um students are really i don't want them i always create like a situation where they need to act it's almost like a, a treasure hunt they really have to find their knowledge otherwise if you bring that everything to them they just like don't really engage and they just expect to be fulfilled and be good you're listening to Ella DC talk to Marie Maisonneuve for Grindstone Arts hope you're either relaxing digging stroking a cat dog walking anyway let's carry on and listen to Marie there is this thing about like uh, you know follower how many followers does he have and I think this is a really like um, it's not a real uh, picture of the value of someone just because Mm -hmm. you make effort and you make post every day yeah you make post every day you gain people you gain audience but that's not because the content is good it's just because you're giving content it's like fresh Mm -hmm. blood so people Mm -hmm. uh, just don't want to miss anything I want people to look at a design and be like oh I really like it I don't know there is something weird about it and because you can't you can't associate 
related to a like or to a person, like an individual. So you're just listening to your senses, I guess, a bit more. And even I think it's really, as well for the audience, it's really rewarding if you always like, for example, a piece from the same designer, give you the acknowledgement that you've got a certain taste and you're sensitive to certain things. And regardless of the like of what other people think. Or... Yes, exactly, yeah. Yeah, we're yeah. working on uh, our next uh, zine. Yes, and yeah. because we were um, putting a lot of effort into the the way it's gonna be physically, yeah. but because of the what's happening, the situation of the yeah. COVID, we're now like uh, thinking of other way of uh, mm. doing it. Do you think people go to events and things to socialize or to see the work? To me, what is really important. I mean, usually when I go to uh, to preview or to events in London, so in town, it's always like a quite a, a long journey. I've got a lot of respect for people, like especially in that such digital time, to make things happen in the form of gathering people together. I think that's really brave because everything is so uh, easy to reach on social media and you're never sure that you're going to get the people. So I'd always want to go to show that, uh, showing my support of, yeah, please do keep organizing this kind of social event where we can teach people, touch people, we can see people, and we can exchange. So I always go for someone, and I always expect to have the story behind. Yeah, I think even if the, like you said, the story behind them, even if it's not written in a text, you can you can gauge so much from going to an actual space even like I love seeing who people are friends with like I I have this thing where I love to see if I get to meet someone's parents and see their home they grew up in I'm like yes so much about you but yeah just going to a place and like seeing and in general like it start from you know gathering around one person maybe one artist who did a an exhibition or something mm. and then you get all the same kind of the same profile in the room which are happy to uh, bond together and to exchange story and to me it's really like uh, to put the the work of my friend in context in a place that they want to be with all of their friends it's like the fire the atmosphere there's something like warm or maybe cold depending on the thing about it so yeah it's such a like people watching places and as well i'm i'm really into even uh, when i'm teaching a uh, fashion design so it's not uh, maybe uh, obvious but i feel like it's not about like to me it's not about giving like more reference of designer to my uh, student it's really about communication what you want to say mm-hmm. and how you want to say because there is enough clothes in the world so if you um if you add more you have to, they have to have a meaning or something more than the one existing and so i really push them to think about and i do as well i think for congregation to always um consider the way you communicate and i'm really into performance or i don't know something happening it's like having the food to every um congregation meeting it's just a way to gather people together around something like simple, but it's like, again, it's the action. It's not just contemplating something. It's just like acting together. And from that, from our act, it's like a conversation. Only. It feels more natural, doesn't it? You know, if you think of humans in history, not often do people just get together to stand together. 
they often get together either to like go and do a march or go and have a meal or have a you know make something together mm. you know if you said earlier i think it sounds like quite a pretentious from big institution to be just like are you gonna come just because it's the place to be or because it's us so you have to come and you go there and what you get out of that is like not a lot yeah. well if you go somewhere i think workshop is uh, more and more popular people like to come and maybe to do something during the session while they're looking at stuff and they understand better and yeah. they I think it's about experience. Yeah, I think there's a lot more people now who want to like get off their phones and get off the computer and actually go and do things. And I think going into institutions and galleries and different places and like a higher class of workshops, so it's not just a basic one, I think is what more people want. New, like interesting skills from different artists and it gives artists jobs in museums and things. And I wanted to speak to Alex. Um, I met her in Grisdale. We both went and volunteered there. We did like hardcore digging and gardening and many things that bonded us. She spoke a lot about working with edibles and plant life and food in experimental ways um, that I sort of hadn't heard anyone talk about in my vicinity. She also spoke a lot about living on the Isle of Lewis, which I thought sounded so interesting. She told me about shearing sheep, so many things that you only usually hear from an 85-year-old man. So that made me sort of want to um, speak to her in more depth because she felt like she had a lot to say. I'm Alex Hackett and I'm an artist and writer living between Hereford and Edinburgh. I have an interdisciplinary practice working across the realms of visual art, literature and gastronomy, making sculpture, installation, artist books and other event-based work. I'm particularly interested in the relationship between nature and culture and what we consider natural and unnatural in the contemporary world. There was like a little part in the text that you sent me about um, arts organisations being like a, a tourist attraction. It just made me think about other kind of productive or helpful kind of models of tourism and, and more active ones. So thinking about doing that journey down the, the Penobscot River, it was a way of experiencing a place, but from a different perspective because we were on the water and such a different way of experiencing like a route and, and the land and the water actually doing an activity and actually I don't know making a journey or doing doing some kind of task or or work or creative activity and how that can be maybe a more fulfilling and kind of helpful way of seeing a, a different a new place or environment. The idea of like taking something in and absorbing it and then after that producing stuff from that I think is such an outsider way of doing like a residency and it sounds amazing um, especially with like the stuff you do with food and the interests you have that we talked about at Grisdale of you know using things from your surroundings and like remaking things in a different way to what we usually see them as and stuff that sounds like a real you know connecting the artists rowing and making and chatting building fires and stuff and that's the kind of thing you want to sort of you are doing the things and you're experiencing something somewhere else Sounds cool. So, Alex, what kind of things do you think are, like, are you interested in seeing and what kind of things have you seen and what do you think is important? I'm quite interested in seeing or learning or, or trying kind of traditional skills and crafts, I suppose. And it could be 
food related or maybe something like felting or like making a lanolin from a sheep's fleece or I suppose I'm interested in yeah those kind of traditional ways of, of making I guess I suppose things that we don't we don't need to do any so they're often lost like when I was living on the island when we'd uh, shear the sheep we'd end up with such a huge amount of fleece of of wool and there was nothing to do with it because you couldn't sell it anymore because uh, it's not it's not valuable you'd end up with just a huge amount of sheep's fleeces it's interesting that you said about the wool because i know loads of fashion designers who try and find like to be sustainable try and find wool in the uk and that's a really hard thing to find and yeah I actually yeah and I went to a workshop actually during there was an an event on the island there was a two-day event looking at memory so I was looking at lots of traditional handcrafts and like weaving and uh, yeah making the wool into the yarn um, and how that was all related to kind of hand memory and that kind of thing amazing that sounds so cool I always feel like everybody in our generation is screaming out to not have a youtube video show us how to do something i'd love to do a workshop where we get taught how to weave a basket or how to make a physical thing so i don't have to buy it on ebay you're listening to ella dc speak to alex hackett keep listening for more and next up we're speaking to joe ruddick that would be fun how do you think like more places and institutions and stuff could use um you know that the outdoors or like a connectivity of like things you've experienced and through the outdoors and you know like can nature evolve the way that institutions work with artists and the public and people and things what do you think i don't know all that comes into my mind is thinking about food and um how you know i suppose edible plant life um and how you know anyone that is in that place can directly experience the uh, native plant life by by eating it and by you know recognizing it identifying it it's like um art is its own language and then and also quite a lot of art that i've experienced anyway is just your eyes and your ears that are being like fed to and it's almost like using the yeah like learning about foraging and learning about where things come from I guess as well as part of the way we learn art as well isn't it it's like the way we learn the way you can get to sort of the truth of something is by finding its origins and finding where we actually found it yeah. maybe one one thing that is really kind of universal is just like the walk <laughs> you know and like the the form of just a, a walk I think that can be a really valuable and include well inclusive not for everyone but inclusive kind of activity and also maybe slightly more comfortable as well because you know there's always there's always something about going into a space isn't there like every space has its connotations which can be restricting but a walk is a lot more open and kind of flexible and relaxed maybe and that could link to the thinking about plant life and the place walks with different i don't know if they have topics or like a foraging leader or just keeping it to talking? Um, yeah, I guess I was thinking about different possibilities there. It could be like a guided walk where you've got some kind of um, uh, expert who can point out edible plants along the way or um, 
I don't know, it could be a guided walk, like with a local historian, more of a, like a personal one, like places are so, some places are so significant to people just for personal reasons, be some kind of storytelling. I would love to go on a walk with like dry stone walling expert, that's my, I love dry stone walls. Like they're all different in all different parts of the country. I think so much can emerge as well from from like taking a walk with someone. <laughs> yeah, just like thinking about you know our our conversation all the way up. Like, well, we didn't get to the top of the old man, but wherever we got to, like <laughs> the top of the first old man. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, all the way up there, and then all the way down, and. Yeah, and how and how that and how the walk as well is like influenced by you know the terrain and and what's around as well. So, so I've known Joe for the longest, but find every conversation that we have really hilarious and. I really enjoy hearing what he has to say because he usually has like a huge array of knowledge about like his references are so heavy and delicate at the same time. Joe's an illustrator and his work is so beautiful, so sort of like nothing I've seen before. Here's Joe, have a listen, you'll enjoy. My name's Joseph Ruddick. I also go by Bar Boy. Um, I'm an illustrator from the northeast of England um, and I'm currently learning how to paint and would like to do that more and more as I go on with something different. Sometimes I feel that art teachers in the past have certain artists that they love. Yeah, they do. And they give you like exhaustion with those artists because know, they never yeah. stop talking about them. Cy Tombley. Oh, Cy Tombley, oh, yeah. Who is good. Who is good. No, I love that big red squiggly thing. I love it, but I just, <laughs> I, I feel like I can't see another, like. No, it's so I true. It's like when art teachers what always mention this? wax resists. Oh, yeah. It's the same with like, they'll mention like one artist the point where you're just like I can't look at that artist's artwork anymore it's too much going to a gallery and if I'm going to look at something specific I really like historical things so I love to go to museums like if I'm in like a good city in a different country I will try and go to like the biggest museum that they've got and just look at whatever's in them because I find that really fascinating um I was in like a mint museum in Marseille last year which was so interesting they had like some of like the original like carvings and stuff from like like the stone age and stuff and it was absolutely incredible so if there's ever like an exhibition of an artist who's dead like a classical artist and if i really like them or even if i don't like them but i just find them very interesting like i'll usually like i would value that more and i would definitely go and seek that out you know skill level really bothers me like i want i want the skill level to be high i can i can appreciate that some if you have like a whole essay attached to that pile of sand and you've really been thinking about it, you know, that's fine and that's good. And uh, <laughs> I don't mean to like rip on it, but because it's too easy to, it's such low, fr- low hanging fruit and like everyone always does. But yeah, the things that I always remember and the things that have left the biggest impression on me, it's always the skill level is so apparent and you're just so impressed. Or even you just start wondering how does someone do this? Like it, it, it still happens with like photography and stuff. Like I think I remember going to see like, like loads of, um, there was loads of photos in some art gallery in Birmingham and the thing that was really interesting about it was like you just started to wonder how did a photographer like even get into the scenarios where all those photos were taken because it was all like really interesting like portraits of like 
families in like like skyscrapers like in like the little bedrooms and stuff and like each member of like a huge like skyscraper sort of like block of flats you know do you ever um in galleries do you like seeing films or moving in there didn't i didn't used to think so mm. but then one time i think when i was in manchester i went to that chinese art gallery you know that yeah, one cfcca yeah I, um yeah and they had they had something on there that was just like it was like really slow mo footage of loads of tourists taking photos, oh, and um, they'd like filmed the people posing for the photos and the people taking the photos, and just generally kind of like the tourists moving through like wherever they were. I think it was some like huge like themed water park in China somewhere, but it was also just, it looked insane. This is Ella with Grisdale. Hope you're still listening. Don't fall asleep. It was just really long and went on for ages. And for some reason, I just sat there for ages and watched it and really, really enjoyed it. Um, and that was probably the first time that I actually was like, oh, actually, like, you can have interesting, good videos in art galleries. Because in the past, I remember, like, when we were in college, we went to um, Hitch, do you remember? It was like a pop art exhibition, but it was also, yeah. like, all geared around sex or something and like and so one of my first like (laughs) like exposure to sort of like a video in like an art gallery was just like porn and small tv stuff you remember yeah like i think like if i was a little bit older now i'd maybe kind of like approach it a bit differently or maybe appreciate it in some way and be like oh this is interesting but at the time i just remember thinking like oh this is just a nightmare this is yeah 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 (laughs) Oh, and there was that one, wasn't there? It was like, turning Japanese, I think I'm turning Japanese. I really think so. Oh, yeah. It was Kristen um, Stewart. Or, Where, no, Kristen yeah, Stewart. yeah, Kristen. Whatever her name Stewart, is. Yeah. And it had that. Uh, or the other actress. I can't remember what her name is. I, oh, I it's not Kristen Stewart. Oh, no, it's not her, is it? It's somebody Kirsten, like that. Kirsten Dunst. Oh, yes, yes. It was for... um. Was it for that, that Japanese yeah, artist? Yeah, artist with the boobs of the milk and all that. The guy who's obsessed with um that that little singer now, the sixteen year old girl. I don't know. Oh he's he's in like some like super weird relationship with that um I can't remember what her name is, but she sings all like weird like gothy emo songs. But she's really young. Billy Island. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> he's not in a relationship with her, is he? I don't mean like a no. relationship, I mean like oh. a weird working relationship where oh, like right. he'll like you know, like put her in like weird PVC suit and cover in those motion capture dots and then make her dance around and then turn it into like a weird anime doll uh. and stuff like that. <laughs> it's so strange. I know, but if I was some like 16 year old, yeah. like teen girl who'd grown up in like some LA art community. Yeah. And that Kirsten Dunst video was, the, was one of the only other ones. And then yeah. when the Mima opened in Middlesbrough, like I remember we'd go there every now and again just to see what was new. And I think that one, although I like it and I like Mima and, you know, I like Middlesbrough and all the history and stuff, as a young, like, as like a teenager going there and then seeing the video stuff they had there, it was always like, she was like heritage or like, um, had some sort of like historical context about the area or something. And for some reason that never really gelled with me at that age, you know, I was just kind of watching them like, feels like a museum and not a gallery it's interesting because it's like if the format is video who's to say that like they should even be in a gallery to watch it because with like technology now you can send that video to like to anyone at home and watch it so the point of it being in a gallery like you should present it or like put it up or like display it in a way that would make it so that you couldn't just watch it 
like be sent to you from home. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it, yeah. Like if it's going to be in like a gallery space, then like it's the experience. Yeah. Like why, why like just sit down and watch the video from beginning to end in one on one screen? Like why not move from like from like one screen to the next screen and like have it like you like travel through like parts of the video or something do you know what i mean like yeah like interactive yeah. for the installation idea of course yeah spending time chatting to all three artists um has been great just having these conversations i think is important so that we know what people want and how people are getting affected by what ex- what already exists and how we can move things forward i think really in the long run everybody wants to sort of have more experiences be with people and be able to sort of learn skills to like immerse themselves and each other into things because I think as I've said a few times I like people now have to spend so much time on computers so I think it's really important to connect people and share with each other and be in spaces with other people and talk about different things so everyone shares their views ideas and pasts thanks so much for listening it's been great to chat to marie alex and joe and i've really enjoyed sharing it with you all so thank you i've been ella Deasy, and this has been a grisdale production I'd like to thank everybody who's been involved in these podcasts, the immense amount of work that they've put into them. We're interested to hear your responses and your feedback. We are in the process of trying to develop a new institution, a new organisation, and we are looking for a very broad range of response to that, what that would look like, how that would operate. All the questions that have come up in these podcasts, we haven't come to an answer we're probably a long way from it. We need your help.